Man, God bless you on today. And we are excited to be on today. And this is the new year the first day of the year and the first day of the week. And so we won't see another day like this for another 11 years. And so we wanna take this time to welcome you to Yes and Amen Youth with Pastor Derek Fletcher, Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher. And on today we have a great lesson and we'll be sharing and talking about uh the exodus and so sit back and relax and enjoy the lesson on today All right can everyone see my screen Yes, I can. Okay. So it says here before the sea parted, pillar of fire, cloud. So we want to continue with our series talking about the Exodus story. And then we want to share with you the discovery that God is in control, even when it looks like he's not. Not only that, uh, but the presence of God and his guidance, he provides us with protection and guidance, all right? And so uh, we wanna look at uh, captivity 
character of God, covenant, guidance, Holy Spirit, promises, and protection. Any questions about that? Let's look at Psalm 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a son, a son and shield. For the Lord bestows favor and honor on no good thing does he withhold from those who walk as blameless. So no good thing, no good thing. All right, I'm gonna read it again. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who whose walk is blameless. Again, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And so this is Psalm 84 and 11. Give me a second. All right, repeat after me. Psalm 84 and 11. Psalms 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. For the Lord God is a God sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. The Lord, the Lord bestows, bestows favor, and, favor honor. and honor. No good thing does he withhold. No good thing does he withhold. From those who walk whose walk is blameless from those whose walk, walk is, blameless. is blameless all right let's try that again because let's try it again let's try it again psalm 84 and 11 psalm 84 and 11 for the lord god is a sun and shield for the lord, for the lord god, god is a sun and shield the lord bestows favor and honor the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold. No good thing does he withhold. From those whose walk is blameless. From those whose walk is blameless. From those whose walk is blameless. Okay. Uh... Yanni, please open us in prayer today. Open us up in prayer today. Yanni Fletcher. Yanni. Lord, thank you for everything that you've given us. And thank you, Lord, for getting us through another year with good health and strength. And Lord, we appreciate everything that you've blessed us with. 
And we just want to say how much, how thankful we are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, so have you ever seen like a big fire or the biggest fire you've ever seen? Yes. Have you accidentally started a fire? No. No. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So Have today. Have you accidentally started a fire? Who, me? Yeah. yeah. Have you accidentally started a fire, Pastor? That's a good question. Um, I've, I've, <clears throat> I have to think back when I was younger. Um, there might have been one time when I when I accidentally uh, struck a match, but I I put it out like really quick. So <laughs> what happened? Nothing. But if my mom would have found out, I would have got a got a uh, I would have got a spanking. So today, so did I answer that question? Apparently so. So today we are going to study and continue our study about Exodus and look at a time when God led the people by pillars of fire, by a pillar of cloud and a fire. You guys remember that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So at this point, in the book of Exodus, we find a, a transition period. The, the Israelites have just left Egypt and are on their way to the promised land. Yet, Egypt is not quite done with Israel. Okay, and so in this case, they're, they're coming after them, right? And so from this point on, we will witness the end of Egypt's control, Egyptians or Egypt's control over the is over Israel and the beginning of Israel as its own nation. And so that was always the original intention from God that they be their own nation. Right. And uh, they were enslaved in in Egypt for 400 years. And so, so some things to keep in mind as we move forward. So ex, the Exodus story is not just about being free from slavery. It's about the presence of God. Not only that, God saving his people, saving them uh, through the Exodus book or the Exodus action. It stems from the uh, uh, covenantal promise uh, he made to the patriarch or patriarchs. So like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. So he made promises. He made specific promises to the patriarchs and the, the men of God that were faithful. And so the major themes in, in this section are God's sovereignty, his control, and God's faithfulness 
in God's presence. Okay, let's take a look here. So Exodus 13, 17 through 18. Okay, um, Derek Fletcher, please read this. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Phil Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the, by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Okay. So the Israelites went up out of Egypt for battle. <laughs> and so God, God was concerned, right? He says, hey, we don't want to take them through the country, which is the shorter way, because they might face war and, and desire and change their mind and say they want to go back into captivity under the protection and the slavery arm of Egypt, right? Right. And so uh, why didn't God uh, lead Israel out of Egypt along the shortest route, uh, Iyani? So why didn't he take them through the shortest route? He said if they face war, they might change their minds. Okay, they might change their mind. They might want to go back and, and be enslaved, right? And so I'm going to tell you, in life, sometimes the easiest route is not the most efficient and effective route for you. Sometimes the easy, because they, they had it hard, but they had it easy. Right, they were under the protection of the Egyptians, but they were slaves, right? <clears throat> and, and so, in life, sometimes the the easiest thing to be up under is not the the uh, absolute thing that you should be doing. Okay. So, uh, Derek, does trusting in the presence of God mean we don't? need to be prepared what do you think well i don't think so okay so so you don't need to be prepared ever no you do okay you do so you do you do yeah let's see here what it says here no he still instructs them to march and to be ready for conflict. So just in case, right? Yeah. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though he's letting them know what the easiest route was, okay? So why do you think God would avoid um, leading his people through the land of the Philistines instead of going uh, right through it. Was he afraid of the Philistines? What do you think? 
I think he was afraid of the signs. You think God was? Or, no. Okay. He he was concerned about the people that they would uh, want to go back to Egypt. They changed their minds, right? Yes. Right. He wasn't afraid of the Philistines, but his but this seems to be the first of many exercises in faith, right? And so in order for your faith to grow, in order for your faith in God to grow, it has to be tied your relationship with God. It, it has to be. It, it's an absolute because your faith in God, in order for it to grow, that means you have to get to know him and you got to understand and you have to understand who you are in him. And so relationship wise, God desires that we have relationship with him. And as we're faithful in those areas, he in turns reveals more of his purpose in our life. And as he re reveals that purpose by faith, we have to receive it acknowledge it and walk in it right relationship right read your bible pray right just don't show up for uh sunday get together right it's a personal thing god wants to fellowship he wants to have a relationship with you every day okay Okay. Are you guys reading your Bibles at night? Yes. Okay. Got one, yes. You guys reading your Bibles in the morning? Okay. Yesterday I did. <laughs> okay, bless you. So as an Israelite, do you think you would have trusted God when he led his people through the wilderness instead of taking the shorter way or the yes. shorter route. You said yes. Yeah. You would I would have followed through the forest. Okay. What do you think, Derek? What would you say? Probably would have followed through. Oh, okay. So it's easy to forget as we read, but we're talking about a <laughs> <laughs> a community of a couple of million people marching through foreign land. They would have been perceived as a threat to anyone they met, right? So anyone they met was says, hey, look at all these people. They're coming to take our land. All right, so let's take a look at this. Okay, this is Exodus 13, 19 through 20. Okay, Yanni, please read that. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from his place, from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, 
they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. Okay. All right, so they had Joseph's bones. So who is Joseph? And why would they take Joseph's bones? What do you guys think? Because God said, said they must carry, well, um, he said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from his, from this place. Okay. So Joseph was, you, you remember the, the guy that had the many colors coat and his brothers didn't like him and he was thrown in jail. So Joseph was promoted to be second only to Pharaoh. And it was Joseph's uh, responsibility to, to make sure that when they had the lean years and the plenteous years, the plenteous years and the lean years, that the, the Egyptian people would be ready for the famine. And so because of Joseph, the people of Israel, and, and they were a small tribe during Joseph's time, right? So he saved his countrymen by inviting them to Egypt. And they took over the land of Goshen. Now, uh, after that, that Pharaoh died. And one or two Pharaohs after that says, hey, said the people um, are in Goshen and they're making the land thrive and they're growing. And so next thing you know, Pharaoh said, hey, let's make them slaves. And so they became slaves for 400 years. But Joseph's request was uh, before he died that when the people exit Egypt, that they take his bones with them to be buried in another place, okay? And so that's why they had Joseph's bones. Everybody getting that? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, so Derek, what does Moses take with them as they leave Egypt? I got it. I got it. No, go ahead, Derek. The bones of Joseph. The bones of Joseph. Why is this mentioned here? Why do you think they, they share that? Um, uh, uh, it's um, um, uh, I don't know. I you don't know. know? No, I just I don't remember. Um, oh wait, just had this God care about them deliver them. Oh yeah. He promised that he would deliver them from captivity. Okay. He so prophesied. Okay. This is God's, this is God making good on the promise. So Joseph prophesied. Okay. So God promised the patriarchs. He, he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he would make them a great nation. And so we see them 
are leaving Egypt and there's millions, right? There's millions of them, right? I think it says 2 million, right? But yeah. when they came, when they came into Egypt, they were just, a, you know, uh, maybe, maybe a thousand of them, maybe. Okay. And so they grew to, to millions. Right. And, and so he would make them a great nation and lead them into their own land. And so God had promised Abraham the land, Isaac and Jacob. So God is a God of his promise and of his word. God is not saving the Israelites because they were so good and deserved it, but because he is faithful to his people and keeps his promises. And there's a scripture that says, God is not a man that he should lie, but God watches over his word and his word shall never return to him void. Okay? And so Joseph had faith that God would keep his promise and lead his people into the promised land. Joseph believed God and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did also. Okay, whose turn is it to read now? Is it you, Derek? It's your turn. Read yes, Exodus. 13, 21 through 22, please. By the day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Hmm. Run. So that they could travel by day or, uh, or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, left its place in front of the people. All right, so so neither the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Okay. So God didn't lead his people in an audible voice. Instead, he chose to lead his people by using a giant pillar of cloud during the day and a giant pillar of fire at night. Just like with the blurring, the, the burning bush in chapter three, that's supposed to be burning bush. Uh, the cloud, and fire were manifestations of God's presence, okay? Okay. This should be an end right there. Okay, besides giving guidance, what other purpose did the cloud and fire have, Yanni? What, what was the purpose? The cloud was um, for guidance. Okay. What about the and fire? The fire was so that God could talk through the fire and also to provide light. 
Okay. Provide light. Okay. So so the cloud and fire gave them protection. The cloud blocked the sun and the fire provided light. So it was to protect them. And then other people saw it, right? That saw this people moving. Like, man, who are those people? Whoa, look at that cloud. Oh, look at that fire. Okay, Derek, what do the pillar of cloud and fire tell us about God? What do they tell us? I can't hear you. Can you unmute? We can't hear you. So basically, the pillar of cloud is basically um basically it's like a um i want to say like a leader a leader what about a, a leader that's that's a good uh reference point not like a uh, um a um I don't know how to explain it. Just okay. like a... Uh, That's um, good. That's good. So, a leader, or, or to show that he is their leader. Yeah, right? like a, um, a wayfinder, sort of. Okay. Waymaker. Light over darkness. Because that is who you are. All right, so he is always present, and his presence is a comfort. God is always present in your life, even when you think that he's not, even when you, you know, why is this happening to me? What's going on? God is always there. His presence is always there, and when we call upon him, he's there to comfort us. Glory to God. He is there to show up and to show out on the behalf of his word and his promises. Hey, Yanni, what does verse 22 say about the pillar of fire and the cloud's presence among the people? Yanni Fletcher, Yanni. Yanni. It says, neither the pillar, the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Okay, so it was always before the people. Always before the people. It never left them. Never. Derek, do you think you would have ever doubted God again? After seeing a giant pillar of cloud and a giant pillar of fire? Never. Never. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to tell you that the people of Israel, they doubted God, even though they had his cover of cloud by day and in the light of the pillar of fire by night, they doubted God. And even to the point 
effect of going into the promised land, right? So, so your faith in God and your personal relationship with God is always important so that you can understand and know who he is in your life and know the importance of being obedient to him. <laughs> okay, let's look at the make it real. All right, is somebody like putting their fingers against something? Like tapping something? Nope. Okay. All right, in this story, God revealed three truths about himself. He is in control, he is faithful, and he is always present. He's always present. He is in control. God took his people the long way out of Egypt for their benefit. He already talked about why. We already talked about why. We also speculated that some might have doubted God's chosen route, but he was in control. How do you let God take control of your life? By guiding him, by letting him guide me on the path. What about being obedient? What about trusting him? Don't yeah. doubt. Don't doubt. It says here, don't doubt his chosen route to follow his path, right? Correct. Not your own ambition. So, Yanni, have you ever doubted where God was leading you to? No. Never? Okay. Never. What about you, Derek? No. Okay. Is following God difficult for you to do? When, where he's leading, <laughs> does it make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So if he's leading you, it don't make sense in your natural hand, but you, you're like, hey, I got difficulty, Lord. Right? So if trust is difficult for you, if it's hard to give up control then reflecting on God's faithfulness is a good exercise okay so he is faithful God honored the promise to Joseph and the promises to the patriarchs he also keeps his promise to us. Tell about a time when God kept his promise to you. Yanni and then Derek. He 
um, when we were all sick, he healed us. Okay. Okay, Derek. Well, he did say that, um, well, I wouldn't necessarily say, but I'm asking him. Uh, I wouldn't say this is a promise that he has really done yet, but I'm trying to constantly pray for this dream to come true with his help. I'm trying to get my dream job and I'm praying and a good education and I'm praying to him that he will help me accomplish this goal. Okay. So what are some promises God makes for everyone that he keeps? What are some things that God and we read some things, right? Yes. He promises to be with us, to forgive us, to provide for us, correct? He so, also promised one day, he promised one day that Jesus would come down back onto earth when we needed him most. Okay. All right, so sometimes it's easy to think about the ways God doesn't come through or so it seems to us. However, he is always faithful. Perhaps when it seems as if he's nothing, he's not fulfilling his promise. We just haven't waited long enough. Remember, Israel waited 400 years, 400 years to be delivered from captivity in Egypt. He may not always keep his promises in our timing, but he does not always keep, uh-oh, he does always keep his promises. So it may not be in our timing, right? It's, his, it's in his timing. He is always present. God <coughs> was present with his people by the cloud and fire, giving them shade from comfort and light to see. We don't have a pillar of fire or a cloud, right, anymore. So how does God, how is God present in our lives? And both of you guys need to answer that. Derek first and then Yanni. How is God present in your life? He is right now. Okay. In what way? Well, 
He's keeping me protected. Keeping you protected. From thieves, killers, destroyers, diseases. Oh, okay. All right. So there's something called his presence by way of the Holy Spirit. Okay, Yanni, you next. That's what I was going to say, because that's God telling us, like, what's the right thing to do. Okay. Okay. The Holy Spirit. So how should God's word lead us like the cloud and fire, Derek? Hmm. Well, I guess you could say it's Holy Spirit. Or maybe you can just say he's, you just know it. Just For know me, it. I just know it. I, I just have faith. Just that have faith. That's faith. good. Okay, God's word directs our, our steps. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Love the Lord thy God. Love your neighbor as well as yourself, right? Those are God's words and they lead us and the steps we take. So Yanni, how can God's Holy Spirit guide us? It can guide us to um, pray, worship God. It can guide us to do the right thing. Okay, what else? That's all I have for right now. That's all you have? Okay. Right? He directs our conscience, our conviction. If you if you if you uh, sin, if you uh, do something that's not right, it should convict your spirit. It should convict you, and then it says it leads us to repentance. God, forgive me for lying. God, forgive me for for not loving my brother or my sister the way that I should. Forgive me for deceiving my parents. You, you, you got me? Yes. You got me, Yachty? Yes. Everyone has it, huh? Okay. So is, the Israelites left Egypt and discovered intimacy with God. God is looking for us to be intimate with him. God free us from sin and death. And now it's time to draw near to him. This story is a great reminder that God has saved us and that his protection and guidance is waiting for us if we just draw near to him.
All right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to pray and, and we'll be done with today. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this awesome lesson. We thank you, hallelujah, for the new year, 2023. Amen. A year that we have not seen, a new year that you have blessed us to see. Hallelujah. Touch us, Father God, that we learn more from you, that we glean from your word, that our relationship with you is personal, Ex extends beyond family relationships, but it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship where you graft in to us and you tell us who we are, Lord God, and so we receive the abundance of your word. We receive the abundance of what your Holy Spirit has for us to open up our eyes of understanding. Amen. So we thank you, Lord, for this Amen. lesson. And we thank you for today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you uh, on today. Um, Pastor Derek Fletcher and with uh, Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher. And this is Yes and Amen. Youth, be blessed and happy new year on today. Feel afraid like walls are gone.